everybody. Welcome back. You are listening to Joygasm, video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toast 360, and Steve, who is my stupendous sibling, normally sits, well, actually, it is that side. He is out on vacation still this week. He will be returning next week. So I thought it would be fun today to be able to talk about Psychonauts 2, which has finally arrived in episode 239, September 2nd, 2021. This has been a game that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. I played a bit of the first Psychonauts that came out way back uh, for the Xbox 360. I want to say it's Xbox 360. (laughs) It was a while ago. But yeah, it, it finally has made its triumphant, victorious arrival. And I could not be happier. If you recall, um, I don't actually remember the which episode number it was. It probably would have helped if I'd done my homework ahead of time. Naughty, naughty, tisk, tisk, Russell. But earlier on in the, the Joygasm show, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing a friend of mine by the name of Raymond Crook, who... Um, He is the lead animator, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I apologize if uh, he has received a promotion since then. But he is one of the animators uh, on Psychonauts 2, as well as a bevy of other types of uh, Double Fine production titles. And so if you look through our catalog, you can actually see where I had a really nice one-on-one interview with the gentleman. Now that we are finally here, though, there's actually a a list of different points that I would like to get to. First of all, I haven't beaten the game. I have about, I want to say, two to three hours worth. So this is uh, more of an impressions episode. As soon as I get through the entire game and I beat it, I'll probably give much more of a a proper review of the game itself. But I was looking forward to being able to give my, my initial impressions of what I have experienced thus far. First of all, mastermind Tim Schaefer has been at the helm of Double Fine Productions as his company. And then if you recall, recently Microsoft actually acquired Double Fine Productions into its Xbox Game Studios stable. And I have always been a fan of Tim Schaefer and his his incredibly talented team over at Double Fine Productions. And even before Double Fine was a thing, back when Tim was working over at LucasArts, it was such a joy to be a gamer and be able to play his games. I mean, I remember playing Full Throttle for the first time. I don't know how many times I've played through that game. In fact, I think it's even available on Xbox Game Pass now. And it is so fun to be able to go through that point and click uh, adventure title. He did Secret of Monkey Island. You know, he's done Grim Fandango. There's there's this huge pedigree of adventure titles that really, like, when I think of kind of the, the, the initial PC-oriented adventure, especially the point-and-click title type stuff, as far as I'm concerned, Tim Schafer is like the godfather of that. You know, it's like if, if he had some sort of ring, mwah, mwah, let me kiss that ring, mwah. It's, 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 uh, it's beautiful. So since that time, he's made Psychonauts. They've made Brutal Legends 1 and 2. And it's been a lot of fun to be able to see him maintain that secret sauce, which honestly, like, I think when I think back to like the mid to late 90s, there was 
kind of this um, golden age, if you will, of adventure titles where like it was very story centric. You had um, just a, a litany of different kinds of things that you could interact with, even though it, it wasn't like as sophisticated or deep as it is today with today's titles. It didn't matter because it, it, it was it wasn't like you were just going through an environment and everything was wall dressing and you couldn't really do anything with it. There was a lot of thoughtfulness behind all these different knickknacks and, and props and things that like if you actually took the time to explore any given space that you as a gamer would be rewarded with, with memorable dialogue or um, some sort of fun engagement with the world that actually enriched the the actual space as opposed to you're just you're just going through kind of like the the motions of whatever is in any given room and this this title psychonauts 2 is is no exception it's it's fantastic to be able to see raz rasputin and see him get the next gen treatment i love the silky smooth 60 frames per second and I got to say, like, like one of the big things that I've been wanting to talk to all of you about is the art direction. The art direction, you know, so, so it is a continuation from what, what we've seen in the first Psychonauts, albeit with a massive uh, facelift from next-gen hardware and that sort of thing. Um, but what's so fun about the art direction on this is there, I, I've been able to, like, kind of compartmentalize it into three main buckets – it's literally like a combination of like a Tim Burton style Nightmare Before Christmas mixed with Sesame Street uh, Muppet types. And um, and then it's mixed with a third bucket, which is it's more of a kind of a figment of your imagination, almost like because they are psychonauts and they dive into people's psyches and, and their, their mindsets and whatnot. I love how the characters are also intentionally stylized in a way that would make sense. Like if you, if you went into someone's psyche or, or you're looking at someone's brain or whatever and how um, you have these, these different departures of, of your id versus your ego and how like you may not necessarily have control over like how your brain perceives certain things. And almost as if like, sometimes if you're having a dream, how you will have proportions that are not fully realized or that they are a bit more abstract and whatnot. I love how in the character roster that, that they have created for this title, how they, they really embrace that. And I'm sure that that was, talked about quite a bit in terms of like, okay, how can we do it? I mean, literally like another thing that as I'm talking to you about this is it does also remind me almost of like a Picasso style um, painting where you have kind of that impressionism that's there where, I mean, I don't think they went totally into that realm. I'm actually curious to see how far they push this because I think as I play the game further, there's going to be all kinds of insane visuals and things that are going on. Right now, they're, they're just giving more of that uh, reintroduction or introduction if you've never played Psychonauts before in the past. Um, so I'm very much digging what I'm seeing with uh, the, the art direction there. Now, another thing that I'm very happy about with this title 
And I mentioned this earlier about how Tim Schafer has always been very, very talented and gifted at telling a story and having his games really embrace more of that adventure genre. Because this title could have easily been more of a, a dedicated platformer, right? Where you start the game and immediately you're thrust into some sort of fast-paced um, action platformer type of situation. And I'm so glad that's not the case. Um, what I think is really cool is they've been able to merge the two together. They've, they've been able to marry the, the action platformer with the adventure game title. And I love how the game is self-aware of how they want you to take your time. I really appreciate that because I mean, I, I can appreciate either approach really. Like, like if, if I'm playing a different type of, of action platformer, um, you know, they may be designed to be more fast paced versus something like this, where like, if, if they want you to take your time, I'm cool with that too. And, it, and so I've been having a lot of fun. Like, again, I've only put about two and a half, three hours into the game so far, but I love how they first introduce you. They, they have kind of like, like the initial part where like you do get a tasting of what it's like to dive into someone's psyche and it helps to kind of the, begin the exposition of the story. And then you are then introduced to the Psychonauts HQ. And I don't want to go into too many details of that because I don't want to spoil it for, um, for all of you out there who haven't checked it out yet. But I do love how well fleshed out the HQ is. They have many different sectors, um, many of which also I have not even checked out yet because I'm just not far along enough. And again, it, it has that smart game design, right? Where like they, they tease you about what is to come. And so I'm, I'm able to, to check out, oh, there, there's a, a room for this or there's a room for that or whatever. The doors are locked. I can't get in there yet. But I love how that makes me as a gamer just log that away and go, okay, I can't wait to like be able to get whatever key or whatever kind of ability or capability and, and then return and, and see what's behind door number two, for instance. So that is a lot of fun. And the world itself is so well realized in terms of, of, and again, I've, I've barely scratched the surface of this game. I just, I love how they, you could tell that every little thing is so meticulously thought out. It's not like nothing in there is, is left over as like an afterthought, which just makes it more of that organic, living, breathing world that we live in and as far as Psychonauts 2 is concerned. Now, the writing itself is no slouch, which let's be real. Like I would be shocked if the writing was lazy. It's not lazy at all. Typical Tim Schafer goodness. Fantastic. I'm curious to know if Tim wrote the script or if he has someone else on the team who has um, assisted him or has taken ownership on that. I'm not sure um, what that's about, but so far I'm digging it. I really love um, all the different characters that they're introducing. I, I mean, one of the things I can say um, is <laughs> there is a bit of a... Uh, internship hazing that goes on with uh, the other interns. And it's so fun to be able to, to get to know um, who these, these kids are. And, and there's just that, that playground mentality, right. Of like, just what you can expect. And uh, you know, 
kids are going to be cruel at times, you know, like they size each other up. There's not uh, at all um, more of a sense of propriety or anything. I mean, they're, <laughs> they, they really make him earn it. So um, that is a lot of fun. And the names too, I got to say, the names are a lot of fun as well. Um, in fact, the names are so creative that I need to spend more time with the game in order to like understand fully and, and remember like all the different names. Cause it's not like, Oh, here's John Smith. Like instead it's, it's way more like long names, everything else. And so I'm, I'm going to have to get to grips with, with that a bit more. Now, one of the things if, if I switch gears over to the gameplay mechanics. So again, in any given game that Tim Schafer is at the helm of, there's there's actually quite a bit that goes into the, the skill trees and the abilities, that sort of thing. And this one is no different in the sense that, you know, you have this, this very robust menu system that you go into. So you, and, and I'm still kind of learning what all the different items are, like what, like what they consist of. And so... What I can tell you is that, for instance, like you have your patches, right, that you can earn and you can upgrade. And so you have like your melee patch or you have your telekinesis patch or, or your clairvoyance patch or whatever it may be. Um, there, I think, if I remember correctly, there are at least nine of them. And every single one of them is upgradable, which is great because it just furthers that particular ability further and further along as you get through the game itself. And I personally am a big fan of that. Any kind of game that, that offers um, the chance to be able to, to discover certain types of skills. Cause once again, the, these skills and abilities are not available right away to you. Like you have to kind of stumble upon them and then they get added to your journal. And then you're looking at like, okay, how can I, uh, find enough cards and that sort of thing to be able to upgrade it. And so I really liked how the journal has several different sections to it. There are, and again, it's, it's kind of overwhelming at first, but it's in a good way. It's very, it's very nice to be able to have, um, this amount of information and stuff that, that just, you know, at first you're like, whoa, okay, so this is located here. Okay, here's where the map is. Here's where the, the missions are, the side missions, that sort of thing. Um, I, I just, I love that because it's not something where like I instantly start playing. It's like, okay, I'm just going to get through this and move on to the next thing. So really, really nice in that regard. And even when it comes to the combat, so there are a lot of fun little things that, you know, that are similar to the first Psychonauts game, but have given a bit of a facelift or even um, in terms of like how they're executed is just great. So like all like whether it's like you're grabbing hapless foes and, and flinging them across the room or if you've got your I don't even remember what they're called, but it's like you have like this little psycho bubble thing that you bounce on. That's basically turned into my mode of transportation, by the way, is there's, I can't remember the official name of it, but it's like Raz is essentially like balancing and bouncing along this like psycho bubble that um, is very bounceable. You can run into enemies with, uh, so that, that unto itself is, is a lot of fun. And you have your tried and true melee, you, you have your double jump, you have, um, well, and, and let's get into more of, of the clairvoyance side of things. That's that has always been one of my favorite types of, of features with within the world of Psychonauts, 
And this is just great as well, being able to see um, how you can go into like the mind of a rat, for instance, and you see the rat scurry along and do their thing. And I, I absolutely love how no matter who you apply the clairvoyance to when you're in that person's mind and you see yourself as like this 2d like almost like a cardboard cutout that's kind of like moving its way around the screen and stuff i just love it i I think it's great so in terms of how the game starts out so I, rem- I mentioned to you guys earlier about how they, they have this initial part where like it kind of gives you a glimpse into what happens when you go into the, the mind of, of a character. And that was a lot of fun. I, you know, without going into too much detail, I mean, I do want to describe a little bit of it just because it's at the very beginning. So it's not like heavy spoilers or anything like that for the, for the game. But the, the main character that, that you're looking at totally, like I mentioned earlier, has more of that Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas type of style and look. And then the the voice actor they chose for it is hilarious. Uh, I want to find out who that is because the, the all their lines were, were <laughs> just right on the money as far as I'm concerned. And you go into the the mind of the of this particular character and you're you're just doing your thing. And the the environment is so trippy. I mean, I knew going in, it's like, okay, they're, they're definitely going to be having fun with this and seeing what all it's about. And they did not disappoint at all so far um, in terms of, of my gaming experience going through and, and having, again, this more abstract world when you're in the mind of this character. And especially considering that, that it's like kind of more of a dentist theme. We'll just kind of leave it at that. We're like, you know, imagine like, like there's a character who's at the dentist. And so you're in that, that character's mind and you know, what could possibly look like, like within like some sort of crazy abstract environment that is housing both that character's memories and insecurities and stuff. But at the same time, having more of a, a, a visual aesthetic of different things that, that pertain to going to a dentist and it, there were times where like I was grossed out gleefully. So, and there were also times too, where I, I was just kind of marveling at the creativity of how the, the, the character as well as the world interacted with each other and, and what was possible. It does make me wonder like exactly what we can expect moving forward into the game. And I hope that we go to some just, crazy places. It's worth noting that actually before the game starts, they have this bit of a warning at the beginning that talks about, you know, if you have different types of phobias or if, um, you know, some of the, some of the imagery on there might be disturbing to some, that sort of thing, which I think, you know, it's responsible of them to, to put in there at the beginning. But I think it also serves as kind of like a little bit of a, uh, injection of hype before you play the game. You're like, Oh, well, what could be in this, I wonder? Mm. Very, very curious indeed. Now, moving from that over to the music. So the music has got to be one of the biggest delightful surprises about this game because the game literally has, it, it kind of flows back and forth between more of like a Disney or orchestral arrangement that you would hear. Like if you went to like a Disney film and you hear kind of like that, that symphony orchestra kind of music, but it's within that 
persona of that of what Disney has branded itself so well as. But then it will sometimes flow away from that just just very organically into more of like a 1960s jazz. And I love that too. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of The Incredibles. Like if you watch The Incredibles 1 or 2, they also incorporate more of that like kind of 60s um, espionage, investigator, spy kind of sound to the music. This is definitely within that vein as well. And I cannot tell you, especially with uh, if I'm using my headphones to, to uh, play the game with, that music comes in really crisp. Like, I don't know what they're doing differently with that, but I really enjoyed just how HD that audio is, uh, which is crazy because it's, it's the music. It's more in the background than, it, than as opposed to like the sound effects. And the sound effects are great too, but... I was really keying on that music big time and I'm very much looking forward to listening to more and more of it as I play through the entire game. So I, I must say, I, I really do recommend this quite a bit to anyone who's like an action platformer slash adventure title type of uh, person. I, I totally highly recommend you guys check it out. Um, you know, it's, it's been, nice how 2021 has introduced um, more titles like this. You know, I think of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which came out earlier this year. That was another tremendous title for the PS5. If you haven't checked that out, I definitely suggest you do. But see, that title is a bit of a departure from what Psychonauts 2 is. And I just, I want to, I want to revisit what something I talked about a little bit earlier, which is again, the notion that a game is not trying to hustle you through its world or its experience. I think it's, it's, it's a very notable thing because of the fact that there are so many titles that have more of that dependency of wanting to like get you to the action as fast as possible. Or, you know, it's, there's kind of like this constant um, shoving, if you will, uh, that the game does, which again is not necessarily a bad thing, I do enjoy having that type of, of approach when it comes to other titles. But I think that's what makes this game that much more special and memorable is that I found myself, like to give you an idea, when I was um, hanging out around the, um, the Psychonauts HQ, it wasn't a place where it's like, okay, I know who my, my supervisor or my boss is who's going to be giving out different types of missions that I have to go and do. And so, therefore, the only purpose of me being here um, is to just get the next mission and then I'm, I'm going back out and accomplishing whatever the task may be. It's not like that at all. The game itself is very encouraging of you to be able to... to you know, look for little items that are hidden within the bushes or, you know, try and, and um, experiment and practice with these newfound capabilities that your character has. And they reward you in different ways where like you can, um, you know, maybe find some secret areas um, within any given room that, you know, if you were just to like run through, which you can do, that's, I mean, they're not going to count that against you. Um, it's, I just love how I'm able to 
take in everything. And as a result, I'm immersed more into that environment. And that is such a trademark of a Tim Schafer title. I mean, I, if I think back to um, a lot of their, their other titles that, that uh, or um, since the Psychonauts has done, that Double Fine Productions has done, as well as even when Tim Schafer was at LucasArts, that was one of the biggest things was like, I loved being able to really take my time and thoroughly search all these different areas. And I will say too, the times where I was actually um, being more in that kind of fight or flight mode where like I had enemies coming at me, not so much was I wanting to spend as much time, you know, and, and I think that's where that, that healthy balance comes in where, yeah, the, you know, not so much are you supposed to like look around certain areas where you have these enemies spawning in your place. Although I did find some things in there. Like if, if you, once again, if you're not too quick to try and get past or get through whatever type of scenario that you are in, they do still sprinkle some nuggets uh, throughout the, uh, the entire experience. So anyway, at this point, highly recommend the game. I can't wait to play some more of it. And I just wanted to be able to, to talk to all of you about this. This episode is going to be a bit shorter in that regard. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for now. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. Appreciate you always being able to hang out. In fact, if you so wish, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll gain exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, try putting a little clairvoyance on that subscribe button. Maybe activate some telekinesis on poking that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week every week. You can also find us on social media. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. Finally, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. I will look forward to seeing all of you again next week when Steve returns and we do our movie review of Shug Chi. We'll see you then. <laughs>